Let's Get Haunted with your host, Matt Strawn and Allie. Welcome back, guys, to episode. Oh my 82? god, 82? Eight, 84? 82. Hold on. Hold on. My schedule says it's 82. You are it correct. It is 82. 82. No, it's not. It's People, 84. It's 84? It's 84. Oh, no. Oh, I don't have a story guys, for today then because yeah. <laughs> I wrote episode uh, 82. Well, shit. We're going to have to go walk through that portal where the ultra terrestrials are getting through right. and go record this in the past. Uh, yeah, I and mean, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, you got to listen to eighty three. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, it worked. Yeah, and you're here. Yes, it right now. and eighty three no longer exists. Yep. Hmm. Welcome to our podcast. Right. My name is Nat Strawn. I'm Allie. I have no last name, and that is by choice, <gasps> so that you people can't find me. Yeah, it's very easy to find her. Like Don't literally, if you're Don't watching this, it's very easy to find her. I but would prefer if you didn't. She prefers to live <laughs> under the illusion that she's not right. able to be found if she safer. just doesn't say her last name. Right. I do. I f- I feel a little bit safer somehow, even though it's right. really not hard to find me at all. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I wanted to start out by thanking our newest donors for this episode. If you are new to this show and this is your first time watching, welcome. You're going to have a lot of catching up to do. You Mm -hmm. should probably just stop and go back and listen to episode one, then two, three, then four, and then five, and and then then six, six, and and then seven, eight, eight, Some people like to listen to number 10 after that. After that. And then I would recommend probably like 11 at that point. Mm -hmm. And then 12 through 69. 69 was a great yeah. episode. Yeah. That's, you know what? Never mind. Here's <laughs> our newest donors Sophie F., Samantha C., Malik, an anonymous Kofi supporter, Olivia M., and Carly K. Thank you guys so much. And if you would like to donate to this podcast, mm-hmm. you can do so by Venmoing at Nat Strawn. At Nat Strawn. That's me, but we split mm-hmm. everything equally. Or you can go to paypal.me slash Nat Strawn. Or you can cash app me at dollar sign Natalia Strawn. Or you can Venmo me at Dogmom USA. Or you can go to our Kofi account, which you can find very easily by going to Let's Get haunted.com in the upper right hand corner of the screen is a giant donate button or if you prefer receiving something physical in exchange for your money on our website you can also buy our merch. merch yes and our merch is objectively good merch yes i will say i yes. agree you know it's good when the artist that made it puts it on their instagram to like show like oh i made this because sometimes i feel like when we have things commissioned they're like the person who made them like doesn't doesn't post it on their personal feed or whatever because they they're basically saying like oh i don't want this to represent me as a person and what i can do in my brand which is very insulting i will say (laughs) um but in this instance it was at tragic girls company or at tragic 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 girls Girls co Co. caitlin mansfield she is fucking dope she has done other designs for us in the past like our uh, poster Uh is also designed by caitlin mansfield and then our haunted girl summer shirt as well as designed by Caitlin Mansfield. And the Hot Ghoul Summer Tanks, which have just restocked by the time mm-hmm. this episode comes out, uh, were made by Chris... Christopher. Chris Christopher. Chris Christopher. Uh, Chris Of Christopherson. 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 Uh, Crystal. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I'll tag yeah. him because I don't remember. <laughs> but the the gist is his name is Chris. Yeah, Stifford. but he's he's so. a really dope. You know what? I'm gonna find it right now because that is. And bad if you're that just tuning in and you're like, I'm literally gonna turn this off because um the title says that they're gonna tell me a story and I was expecting some sort right. of format and you're well, like, these are just two idiots like guess what? bumbling on about things that doesn't matter. It doesn't get better. It does so not get better. Um, f- feel free to leave. Also, but also stay. Yeah, we're- Christopher Mashburn. Oh, perfect. Thank you, Christopher Mashburn. And he also designed, uh, if you guys are fans of Last Podcast on the Left, he designed some of their T-shirts. Oh, wow. And then he designed one of our T-shirts. Oh, wow. Mashburn Crispin. Yeah, Crispin. Thank you, Crispin (laughs) Mash. It's really great. I love it. Crispy mashed potatoes. I really appreciate all of the work you've done You guys, we're so tired right now. (laughs) Can you tell? Can you see the bags? So my fiance went out of town for two days and left me with our three and a half old baby. And if you don't know anything about babies, they get up every three hours to eat. And so at night they sleep for a little longer, but you put them down at around like 9 p.m. and then they wake up at like 4.30 a.m. and then they don't go back to sleep. Or at least mine doesn't. I don't know why. It's very frustrating. They say don't shake a baby, and I have had to tell myself that several times already. And we're only I'm three waiting, and a half months I'm, in. I'm waiting for CPS to take this clip and use it in court against you at some oh, point. Oh, no. But no, I mean, this we'll is a joke. We'll add an asterisk. This is a joke because it is, you have to make light of the situation. Um, however, that I'm very tired because of that reason. So why are you tired? Because uh, I have a job and it yeah. just <laughs> takes up a lot of my time and, and energy. And, and I'm trying to like start working out again, which because yeah. I haven't done that at all, like during the pandemic. I, I mean, I run as we talked about in our mm-hmm. January episode. That's working out. Yeah, but I haven't really been running lately. So I'm trying to start getting back into Pilates. And I just I lost so much muscle mass this year that I was shocked, like going back into class and being like, I can't do the simplest of things. Yeah. So I'm starting to get back into that. Then we have our podcast and then I have my job and I have like relationships that I try to extend. I feel like I overextend myself sometimes and... And so I'm just tired. Yeah, today. <laughs> I've had that thought before. Like, I was like, should I just not have a relationship? Should I just not have a hobby? Like, I can't right. be a mom and have a hobby and have a relationship and be creative and just, like, enjoy the simple things like seeing a pretty tree in the fall. Like, right. fuck, I don't have time for that shit. Yeah. But then I think about it and I'm like, did George Washington have time to, you know, leave? Did he have time? the U- United States right. Revolution and create a whole new country? Wow. How did he find the time? to you know what you know what he did to sacrifice to find the time he pulled out all of his teeth and replaced them with wood he was like i don't have time to brush my teeth i don't have time for this shit yeah i'm gonna drink liquids for the rest of my life mash up my food and baby bird it to myself and have wooden teeth and that was his like workaround (laughs) so i just need to find my wooden teeth yeah to create more time for myself on this podcast we often say that we're haunted and and which means like you know we have too much to do or like things are not that great but in reality like things are really good i have to constantly raise the morale for yeah. myself yeah definitely things are not that bad i'm just tired today yeah. and natalia's tired today and we're doing our best i do have some exciting news though that oh, may boost the morale please i would like to shout out sabrina p who donated a hundred dollars to our lupus foundation of america oh, charity amazing. fundraiser and if you would like to donate you can go to bit.ly forward slash lgh charity 21 and that'll take you to our page also amber o 
who is consistently Amber. coming in with the big heart at all yeah. times of day and night, donated $50 to well, the Lupus Foundation to those two of America. Ladies. That's yes. very sweet. Um, one thing I want to add too is if you're not hearing your donations like in real time, it's because we're recording some of these episodes early so that we can take December and January off. So yes, the timeline of things might seem like it's not um, exactly to your quality standards right yeah in in an effort to make you know what our wooden teeth like our wooden teeth solution that we've been working on is we used to record literally the day before an episode went live Mm -hmm. and now that we're doing video and are getting busier in general as people and human beings um it's just not possible anymore Mm -hmm. so we're trying to record a little bit in advance all of the episodes so that we can get on a schedule where when something inevitably blows up in our faces and we like can't record then it's not that big of a deal we can just reschedule that's true yep you got to start from the bottom started from the bottom now you're haunted so let's get into it (laughs) Natalia. i'm very excited so i want you to imagine Alyssa, because we can't add in the music to this episode (laughs) because we can't afford the extras yet um this beautiful song by chopin that's like dun dun Oh, we're gonna get a copyright strike. Immediately. No, you can you can play things that are over seventy five years old or something. That's like what that. we thought. But remember when you played that boogeyman song, and then some like random company copyright struck us, and then Jamie challenged it. Our friend James oh. Allen McCune. If you guys don't know, he helps us with some of the back end stuff right now. He challenged it, and YouTube was like, "No, you can't use." Oh, like, really? Yeah. I didn't follow up on that, so I didn't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, then just imagine that you're hearing that song in the background. You know guys. what? Open <laughs> a tab for Chopin. Is that what you said? Yeah. And just play, pick any song, any song, any. Just a beautiful, like, wistful lullaby. Da, 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 da. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna fucking find something. I'm gonna just do a remix from the internet. Just like open it in GarageBand, whatever song you wanted to use, and just add a bunch of tambourines. Oh, perfect! That's perfect. That's exactly what we need to do. All right, are you ready? Yes. Are you? I need the energy to come up. By I know. Like 15 I'm doing it. I'm degrees. doing it here. Let me back up. I just feel like I don't know how to sit in this chair, and it's not anyone's fault but my own. This chair is great. I yeah. just don't know what I'm doing here. Let me put this over here. I'm ready. Okay. I've also, like, had to use the bathroom, like, seven times today, so I'm just depleted. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Depleted of liquids. Mm. Depleted. Drink some water. Yeah, I did. You know, I need to get better at that. Go ahead. Regale me. All right. Memories. We all have them. Happy, sad, wanton, mad, blissful, bitter, sensual memories. They come and go in and out of our consciousness like cars on a train, wistfully pulled one behind the other, connected by some universal unseen thread. Hmm. Our perceptions of the past includes in its simplicity the complex nature of all that ever was. In fact, memories are the only proof we had ever existed at all. Hmm. And what becomes of these memories which one cannot recall? Are they lost to the sands of time, laying dormant at the bottom of some invisible hourglass waiting to be recovered? Or do they disappear from the universe, destroyed, never to be experienced again, like records lost in an eternal hellfire? And what of the memories that one cannot forget? Hmm. The nights unslept in rumination over some painful cards long ago dealt, Those winter afternoons, dark, alone, longing for a call which will never come. A bloodstain permeated through a wood floor. Some memories won't leave. 
And do our memories act in their own self-interest? Do our memories want to be remembered? What if memories permeated the very soil under the foundation of our homes? What if our memories were built into the stones and bones of all that surrounds us? What if a memory could become more than just a memory? What if our past could be met in the present, in real time, right before our very eyes? We could relive our youth or say hello to an old friend. We could meet our ancestors or have the courage to tell someone who passed that we love them. Or we could summon a cruel bygone era, conspire with the unwilling dead, and torture the ones who wronged us. The story I'm going to tell you today is a story about things remembered and the power they hold over the present. It's the tale of things that were, things that are, and things that will be. It's a legend of love, lust, power, and murder. This is the story of the most haunted place in all Ooh. of Denmark. This is the story of War God Slot. War, wait, repeat that? War God Slot. War God Slot. So he's a war god and his name is Slot? Or, or is well, his first I was going to ask war you, god? do you have any idea of what we're going to talk about I mean, today? it sounds like a lieutenant in an army named Slot War God Slot. Who who just v waged a lot o of war. V-O-E-R-G-A-A-R-D space S-L-O-T. God. Nope. No idea. Viking? <laughs> I don't. Den what was uh, in Denmark? Denmark. Yeah. Yeah. Vikings. Yeah, Vikings. Vikings were there. Was it a Viking ghost man who oh, waged a war and spilled the blood that created memories that live in objects? I don't know. It could be. It sounds. I've combined everything I've learned from our podcast into, into one, one guess. thing. It's yeah. perfect. Okay. Well, I'm thinking like the stone tape theory from the Le Loyon episode. Oh, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, no go time to, to explain. Also, go listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going the other oh, way. No time. You're right. I should have said that. I'm yeah. just tired. Okay. <clears throat> well, <laughs> that's a very interesting theory. Let's find out. Okay. Alyssa. I'm ready. Do you believe a place can hold a memory? What if a place becomes a memory? Hmm. First, hmm. we must travel to the end of the 14th century, the end hmm. of the Middle Ages. The year is 1481, also oh, known as 1481. Not a, real, not a real year. Too old. 80 Didn't years happen. before Shakespeare was born. Oh, wow. 50 years after Joan of Arc was burned at the stake. Oh, that's not very long. 11 years before Christopher Columbus himself ah. landed in the Bahamas. It was a time of great change, one might say. Yes, as the, one might. As the global hands of power swiftly shifted, new lands and new discoveries bought an influx of knowledge, and with it, new enemies. Allie, do you think you know what was happening in the world at this time, 1481? Okay, 1481, 1492 was Columbus. Yes, uh, that is correct. Yes, because 1492, he sailed the ocean blue. And 1969, we went to the moon. Yes. Yep. I remember that from the Those Even the, Stevens movie. We went to, to the moon in 1969. Those are the only That's two dates I know. That's when we made a landing that was lunar. Yes. Yes, it was a great show. 
Well, in 1481, the Middle Ages were also called medieval times in Europe, a period of history from 500 AD to 1500 AD, literally a thousand years. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, Natalia. Yeah. Um, so the Middle Ages were 1481 is technically very close to the end of the Middle Ages, okay. which I find kind of romantic. The end of the middle. Right. Right. Uh -huh. Not quite the beginning of a new era, but not right. quite the end of a last era. You might say the middle of the middle. <laughs> you might say the end of the middle. But if we're talking about the middle of the end, then it then, might be after that. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. This is quickly turning into like a Lewis Carroll novel. <laughs> it began with the fall of the Roman Empire to the rise of the Ottoman Empire. Okay. This was a time of castles and peasants, guilds, monasteries, cathedrals, crusades. Everyone was painting Jesus baby and, and Mary with the gold flakes and Oh, yeah, yeah. Demons stealing a, a child, a babe as he slept this in is his like, this in sounds, his crib. This sounds like when you play D&D, &D, like yes. this is the era that your game takes place in. Yes. Yes. In the Middle Ages. Yes. And it's like the best. I personally think it was the worst time for humans to live, but it was the best time to recreate in modern times. Like yeah. the, the Ren Fair is super fun. Totally. Um, LARPing is super fun. And uh, we're here for that. Right. <laughs> Wearing uh, the corsets. Yes. Super fun. Right. Um, as long as you're not forced to do it. Like I know. In the it's, Middle Ages. it's like a fun time to make light of now when in reality, everyone was suffering a lot. Like yeah. even the kings were dying of gangrene. Right. You know? Yeah. Like people were bathing like once a month. Yes. But still choosing to bang each other. Yes. Yeah. I know. The struggle. I know. What yeah. was that even about? No one is sure. We should do another episode on just like haunted, haunted people hooking up. I yeah. Don't know. I think absolutely. that might be porn, but that's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but now we're going to watch this haunted uh, pornographic film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so art at this time was heavily themed with motifs on Catholicism, and artists often depicted religious figures and ideals in their art. Mm -hmm. Great leaders of this time would have been like Joan of Arc and Charlemagne. It was a time where people could like literally gather up an army and go do things. Like I feel like if you wanted to make shit happen, this was your time to do it. You could be like, let's go storm a castle. And like a bunch of like broke people with hot brains would be like, yeah, <laughs> with like a pitchfork. You right, know? right. Um, and there were great events happening at this time. In 1271, Marco Polo left on his famous journey to explore Asia. In 1337, we have the Hundred Years' War. That's beginning between England and France for control of the French throne. 1347, we have the Black Death, which we've talked about yes, extensively. It began in Europe during this time. And at, during this time, it would end up killing half of all of Europe which is pretty haunted. In 1431, Joan of Arc is executed by England at the age of 19. She was only 19? Yeah. Wow. I know, right? Well, I but guess, I it, I guess the too. average lifespan, though, was like 30, yeah, right? But so like, she was the equivalent of 50. Perhaps. But still, seems pretty extreme. It does. To be burned at the stake. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, in 1444, German inventor Johannes Gutenberg invented the printing press, which begins the start of the Renaissance. And then 1453, the Ottoman Empire captures the city of Constantinople, which ends the Eastern Roman Empire, also known as Byzantium. And in 1482, Leonardo da Vinci famously paints The Last Supper. So mm. that is the time that we're living in. And based on these events, Allie, what do you think the people who lived in the Middle Ages were like? Again, I'm just going to reiterate 
<laughs> smelly. Yeah. Uh, lots of layers of clothes. Right. Um, I think most people were peasants. There mm. were some noblemen mixed in there. Some serfs. Some, some knights, serfs. depending on where you live. Uh, yeah, I think people were just like murdering each other. Farming. A lot of the time. There was farming. a lot of farming going on. Blacksmiths. I, yeah, so much smithery. Uh, stone masons. Lots of masonry. Making barrels, which is cooper. Coopery. Coopery, which I learned on this show. Cobblery. Cobblery. Uh, a bacon pie. There was Lots, bakery. Uh, some people had goats. Goat in the street. You shit in a chamber pot. Yeah. Throw it on your your neighbor. Yeah, you literally open sewers everywhere. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's so my guess. It was a very haunted time. I wrote in here people were brave as shit. Like, I feel like yeah. people would like, okay, like the Crusades were literally someone was like, heard the story of Jesus and they were like, I will kill everyone who doesn't yeah. believe there was a babe who was <laughs> underneath a midnight sky born of a mother. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they yeah. were just like, this one sentence is literally worth dying over. Yeah, I think a lot of hot brains. I think it yeah. was a lot of like malnutrition leading to a lot of anger. Yeah. And also people couldn't really bang freely, right? It's like you either had to like lie in sin or get married to someone you didn't really know yeah i kind of have a feeling that like peasants didn't really believe they in, didn't really give a shit yeah they like the king would be like oh yeah like everyone's doing catholicism or everyone's a lutheran now and the peants were like hell when she like ah, in the back of a barn you know right, just like yeah. like they do in the movies they're like always doing like doggy style in the back of the <laughs> barn and then like someone that's sees true them. everyone's drinking mead yeah and is it is just hammered 24 and there's hay everywhere yeah for some and there's reason. sickles and people and are having industrial accidents and there's no osha yes to like <laughs> save you when you get hurt on the job yeah, yeah. they're literally just like okay he's dead let's replace him immediately and, exactly and, uh bye yeah um I wrote in here that like, okay, this doesn't matter, but I for some reason wrote in here with my own hot brain when I was doing this at midnight <laughs> um, that I used to think when I was young that like Catholicism was like really oppressive. But now after doing this podcast, I actually think that Catholicism is the religion for me because literally everything is covered in gold and they dress up in medieval costumes. Yeah. As yeah. someone who was raised Lutheran, the first time I went into a Catholic <laughs> church, I was so confused because Lutheranism is literally you stand in a room and there's like a wooden cross at one end and nothing else. Right. And then you go it's, like into sinful. Yeah, because yeah. it's like you're making an idol of of, of yeah. different things. And so then going into a Catholic church, I was so confused because like you see the saints and you're like, is this not making an idol of a regular mm -hmm. person? Yeah. But now I'm wearing a Virgin Mary necklace. Now so. I'm just like everyone's an idol K-pop style. Let's make everyone yeah. famous in Korea and throughout the world. Yeah, let's That's do what it. making an idol means now. Mm -hmm. Um I also wrote in here that I feel like I relate to them because they fucked with dragons about the oh, yeah. <laughs> about the medieval people. Yeah. They fucked really hard with dragons. Hell Not had yeah. sex with them. Well, I guess sometimes they did, but Knights of the Round Table yeah. just out there slaying dragons and going on quests and yeah. finding the Holy Grail. Exactly. Now, Allie, our story, as you know, begins in a transient time, right at the end of the Middle Ages and mm -hmm. the beginning of the Renaissance, the year before De Leonardo da Vinci paints The Last Supper in Denmark. And do you know about Denmark in general? What What do you think was going on at this time? Um. Okay, Denmark. I'm going to say that there were probably witch trials in Denmark. I feel like I remember that from one of our older episodes. Little later. Little later. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like they were just doing the same shit everyone else was doing. 
here, I'm going to show you a picture and see if you have that helps you. I see knights. I see knights on boats coming but, but to shore. Those are those are Vikings. Oh, Viking. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see Vikings. Yeah. Coming, there coming you go. Shore. Vikings. Yes. Historical figures in Scandinavia are like super badass Vikings. And then meanwhile, in America, we have historical figures like the Quaker Oats guy who yeah. literally looks like a bitch. I put a picture yeah, here. Yeah, I mean, that. <laughs> so you can see. That was that man a real man? Do we know for a fact? Uh, probably. Yeah, <laughs> probably. They just like asked some. Random... I mean, the Quakers were real. Yeah, for sure. of course, of course. Yeah, but look, just to compare, right? This is the historical figures in Denmark, and now here's historical figures in America. I mean, <laughs> in the defense of the like sexless Quaker Oats man, yeah, he. I would rather hang out with him than a Viking that's like going to go spear me through the heart and then like have his way with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Continue and there's on. also bog people. The, and oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Do you know what bog people were? No, but I love it. Did they live in bogs? The No. So these were people who, well. Did they get buried in bogs and then, then were mummified? Yes, exactly that. So the high acid content and iron content in the bogs around Denmark preserves bodies super, super well. And most of the bodies that are found in those bogs were killed by very violent means we can see that they were like hung or they were killed or they were it was like they were like murdered murdered yeah um and but despite that super nice people here is a picture of the tolland wow. man who is um the most famous bog person and you can see he's like super wow. well preserved right that's a bog person if i've ever seen one so people found this body in the 1950s and they thought it was like a recent murder. Like they were like, oh, we just found a body that's probably been here, you know, a few months decaying or whatever. And then they found out that like actually he was from the fourth century BC during. uh, Yeah. And other people have been found in that bog. And from that bog person, we can kind of tell what people were like in old the old Denmark um, because he was wearing like a wool cap and he had like a stomach full of barley and he had shaved his face. So we can assume that perhaps it was the fashion of the time to shave your face or right. or maybe they were like, fuck you, I'm shaving your face. Right, and like tar and feather, you, yeah. but actually just shave your face and push you in a bog. But we don't know because... Not a lot of records are kept on ancient Denmark. Oh, so, I didn't know that. Yeah. So actually, the history of Denmark is kind of in the dark compared to places like France or Greece or Rome. So what happened was is that the Romans, when they would conquer places, they were really good record keepers. Mm. And they, the Danes were not such good record keepers. Or if they were they we lost their records. Okay. So we're not really sure what we went on. What we do know about the Danes is that they were really good at fighting like amazing at fighting um and they did a little bit of trade because we've seen amber that's only found in the baltic sea in some egyptian jewelry so we can surmise Mm. that they were trading with some egyptians so they definitely had like business going on um but did not keep very good records and some people think that's because you know it was just a lot colder there like everything was covered with sheets of ice during prehistoric times so perhaps there was less people living there or records just didn't survive whatever the reason is uh, historians are kind of in the dark about or maybe it just wasn't important to them that's I what mean, i mean they just yeah didn't fuck i with feel like back records. in the day it was so hard to just like wake up every morning and be alive that yeah. maybe they just didn't have the luxury of writing shit down yeah they didn't have time yeah they didn't have time they had to cut that out of their lives, just like George Washington pulled his teeth out in yeah. order to make time for what was important, which was 
uh, apparently going pillaging the villages. River. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so I wrote here, basically the Romans were like, who's to say about <laughs> Denmark? They just didn't know. Who's to say? Exactly. Exactly. So also because of Denmark's location between the North and the Baltic Seas, it's strategically and economically important. So everywhere around it wants to take... Um, Denmark, including Germany and Sweden. And the Danish history is rife with mutual struggles for control of the Baltic Sea. Basically, historically, Denmark, Sweden, and Germany were always nagging each other if nagging was actually stabbing and killing each other oh, and got like, it. ripping yeah. each other's entrails out. Okay. Um, so, like I said, Denmark never produced a ton of archaeological finds like we did in Greece, Italy, or Egypt. Um, and who's to say? But they have bog people, and I feel like that makes up for it. Exactly. Yeah. So I wrote next here is that the point is being we aren't sure how haunted Denmark is because there aren't many records in relation to what we know about other places. But we can surmise that these people like to fight and they sort of like to exchange goods, but they really didn't like to take records. Got it. Also, I wrote in here that Assassin's Creed Valhalla on PS5 is legit fucking history. Like, I'm realizing as I was <laughs> as I was writing this, I was like, oh, yeah, like you're I a Viking. That. Yeah, yeah. And you're going and you're pillaging all of these monasteries and taking your shit and like building a new um, community. And then there's also like side quests are like to old ancient ruins that are like Roman and you have it's like everything's in a different language there and it makes it more complicated. It's actually a really hard game, which I ended up not continuing to play. I like stopped halfway. And maybe when I get the courage, I'll go back. This is kind of inspiring me to go back to finishing it. Um, okay, so Denmark in 1481, according to Frommers, the early 15th century marked a fundamental change in the definition of nobility. Prior to that, any Dane could become noble by contrib contributing a fully equipped private army to the king in order that's to... That's a big ask. I know, right? Like, oh, that's all you have to do is just get a fully equipped army and give it to the king? And then they give you your nobility card. But then after the 15th century, they decided being like, no, now you have to show that you have three generations of being a noble. So before we'll say that you're a noble. Okay. But I don't, I don't, I mean, so I'm it's not... like old money versus new money. Like if you, if you had come up on selling barley right. at the brothel and yeah. like broke out of your generational poverty, yes. like in the past, you could just be like, hey, I'm a nobleman now. Yeah. But now it's a situation like Great Gatsby mm -hmm. where you have to have that lineage to back you up. Oh, wow. I'm so glad you bring up Great Gatsby, which details the American dream, because I wrote here that basically it used to be the American dream in Denmark um, because you would build an army equipped with serfs and vassals. You'd give it to the king. You'd receive your nobility card and then boom you're good but now they made it so that your efforts wouldn't alone be enough you had to have generational nobility they it's bullshit yeah bullshit we bullshit. here on lgh are very woke so yeah. i just wanted to say <laughs> as we continue to say like the most offensive shit every episode <sighs> do we i think we i don't know do we comment below if you if we've offended you before oh man oh no well yeah do it who knows do it Express yourself. Explain why. What are and you? I'll tell you why you're wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we need to know who we need to know who it is first. Right. So we can figure it out. Yeah. All right. Um, so now that we know a bit about Denmark, would you say that it's haunted? Yeah. I mean, I think that the peat bogs by themselves, if you had not told me anything else about Denmark in the Middle Ages and just started with the fact that there's these 
preserved mummified bodies from the fourth century, right. I would be like, yeah, that's haunted. Yeah. And Denmark yeah. has a higher uh, case of any of these bodies than anywhere else in the world. Super haunted. And they were all died. They all died by like super violent means. Yeah. Oh, ha- absolutely. I mean, death in general obviously Mm -hmm. results in hauntings how do you get a ghost someone has to die yeah and we've talked about before ghosts are made when you don't give them a ceremony to the afterlife right the danes particularly the vikings really believed in the afterlife and they believed that if you were buried like uh in a noble way that you would have permission to enter the afterlife and go to valhalla and so if they're taking these people and they're literally just unceremoniously jumping them in a bog it's kind of like they're sending them to no afterlife exactly yeah totally yeah like keeping them in purgatory forever, roaming, wandering the earth. Yeah, and now you end, end up time. in a glass enclosure somewhere in Silkeborg, Denmark, and everyone's staring at you, and they're like, oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. That's a I really know. fucking old guy. <laughs> <laughs> huh. um, so now the year is 1481 in Drottningland, northeastern Denmark, and a castle hmm. is being built. Hmm. The Wardguard Slot. Okay. Isn't it weird that slot is castle? Yeah, it just sounds like you're saying slut with an accent. That's why I like to yeah. keep saying yeah. it. <laughs> it sounds like whore guard slut, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so war guard, it's recorded history goes back to 1481. And like I said, record keeping, we're not so good at it. So I'm going to post what people know about it. But there's not a whole lot of sources for this because it's just kind of like passed down through the, a- the annals of history. Right, yes. <laughs> Squire Jacob Anderson of Warguard owned the Warguard farm and then he quote makes it over to the Bishop of Borglum, Stiggy Crumpen. Now I Whoa, whoa, whoa. His name was Stiggy Crumpen? Stiggy Crump. How do you say that? Stiggy Crumpen. Uh Stiggy Stiggy Crumpen. I feel He's like with crumping. I feel like with all of these Scandinavian languages, there's like lot there's like lots going on in the word. Like there's lots of like marks through shit and like Stiggy. double letters and stuff. And so if you just sort of mumble wow. it, it sounds like the way that they say it. Yeah, Stiggy crump crumpin. You can't like pronounce it all. You have to be like Stiggy crumpin. Yeah. <laughs> Stig Crumpin. I love that. Um, but like I said, the we don't know a whole lot about this. Like they're literally saying like he makes over the farm to this guy. So I don't know if that's like a mistranslation of like he sold it to this person right. or he like or gave he, it to them. Yeah. But he was literally a squire. And then he just gave this farm or make makes it over to a bishop. So okay. I don't know. Um, and then here's a picture of him. Thoughts? Looks, uh, looks like a white guy wearing... A funny hat. Yeah. Um. He's got a necklace. I can't really see from the. Yeah, it's a very small picture. I need yeah. you to use your imagination okay, rather right. than get up, rather than risk here's, getting up. No, I'm not going to get up. Um. Here's okay, you guys. Here's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at a painting. Of... It's probably two inches tall <laughs> and one inch wide, and she's looking at it from about five feet away. No, this is Sticky Crumpin. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So Sticky Crumpin is looking to the side. Uh huh. It's a profile. He's it's like, a profile. He's got the poofy hair, and he's got a silly little circle hat on that looks kind of like um, a a popper. Yeah. And he's got he's just got a fun little outfit on. I don't really know how to describe it. He looks he looks like he was born in the Middle Ages. He does. Yeah. He you know slay. Um, okay, so then after Stiggy Crumpin gets the farm, he's living at Vorgard with uh, his wife, El- Elizabeth Glynn, you know what, Gildenstern. Hmm. 
Elizabeth Guildenstern. And if you remember from Shakespeare's Hamlet, there's Guildenstern and Rosencrantz, and he named these two families based off of families that were in this area in Denmark because it took place in Denmark. Okay. Um, And super haunted, he had actually stolen Elizabeth Guildenstern from her husband. Wait, what? Who was a knight named Bond Du. And I don't know if she was actually stolen, like, like just kidnapped? ripped, yeah, like ripped from her home, or if it was a new relationship. Who the fuck knows? But I got this information from the war guard. Slot. I mean, stealing a person is probably the most haunted thing I can think of. But do you think she was literally stolen? Like she was like ripped from her, you know, from her castle and like put over a shoulder and just taken? Or was this like a oh, I'm running away from my husband and going with you, but because my husband and I were married and this is not you know um uh, normal for the times like it's being stolen man i i hope it's the second one i hope she was following her heart yeah. to stiggy crumpin yeah but it sounds like she was kidnapped that's what i'm super getting haunted. from it yeah super yeah, haunted super haunted so during that period of sticky crumpin um like <laughs> I, the names are getting worse and worse and worse guys <laughs> so sticky crumpin yeah, so during, stole a woman yeah and he's in on his farm on war whore guard whore guard, whore guard slut slut farm yeah he uh starts reinforcing whore guard and he turns it from a farm into a legit castle and he makes this farm the headquarters of his whole life he, and he starts gradually buying up the entire area around him so now he's kind of like a big fucking deal in this area he's kind of like what nick cage is to new orleans like people are like annoyed that he's buying up everything and also he's like going bankrupt so why does he keep (laughs) buying things nick cage come on the show exactly come on the show nick cage explain yourself we're so curious so after a while of him literally just buying people out of their homes and buying people out of their farms and just becoming super wealthy, he starts to attract a lot of attentions, particularly from the peasants of this area. Now, what do peasants historically do, Alyssa? Riot. They riot. They yeah, revolt. That's the only way you can get because it sounds like Stiggy Crumpin is coming in and he's gentrifying the area with money that we don't know how he got it from. Yeah, with a stolen bitch. Yeah, <laughs> with a yeah, with a woman who we don't know whether or not she really wanted to be there. Yeah, yeah. He sounds like you know what he sounds like. It sounds now. I'm thinking. Okay, I'm putting all the pieces together. The woman Stiggy Crumpin stole. Uh huh. Was she his sugar baby? Because he's like a rich asshole. Yeah. And she's like, hey, my husband kind of sucks. Right. I'm kind I mean, I'm alive for the time, so I'm hot. Like, I'm still alive. I don't have syphilis yet. Mm -hmm. I'm really a catch. Yeah. My hot brain only kicks in two months out of the year. My only peasant's page is, like, lit right now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so she's like, you know what? I'm going to... Which, honestly, good for her. Uh She's like, wow, my life... I don't want to shit in this chamber pot and yeah. throw it out the window anymore. I'm mm-hmm. going to get with Stiggy Crumpin. Right. Who has... So I can shit the, in a legit stone hole in yeah, a castle. Like he built yeah. an outhouse. Right. Which is a luxury. Yeah. I'm going with him. Yeah. I mean, who's to say? Who's to say? Who's to say? Rewrite the history books. So peasants start revolting, and there's this thing called the Count's Feud or the Count's War. Okay. Now... This is a war that was going on in Denmark, and it was basically they everyone was fighting about whether Denmark should be Lutheran or Protestant. Honestly, I don't fucking know. The point is, is that everyone right. was fighting. They, they just 
they didn't realize their religion is pretty much the same. Yeah. <laughs> so they were mad about it. Everyone is fighting and it's haunted. It's peasants versus nobility. And so during this war, there's this guy and he's named Count Christopher. And he inspired a oh. bunch of the peasants to overthrow the nobility. Very okay. similar to the French Revolution, except for instead of executing the nobility, they just um, exiled them and then burned all their shit down. Got some it. of them. Some of them were like, well, let's like keep this one and live in it. Yeah. Just this one. <laughs> just this one. It's fine. Um, and then during that time, the war guard slot was owned by Stiggy Crumpen the Bishop of Barlam and Sticky had it until he was literally taken from him by one of these peasant armies that was led by this peasant guy named Skipper Clement. Okay. Now you're fun name. I know you're probably wondering how did Skipper get in there with all the Stiggies and the Elizabeths and the Von Helsings and whatever. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like we can trust this guy. His name's Skipper. Yeah. Skipper. That's a fun. I, He's like a Barbie, you know, like Barbie's little sister. And that's, that's how he gets you. Well, actually maybe he was a Skipper. Now that I'm thinking about it, like what if his name was Clement, but he's like a skipper on a boat? That's true. It could have been. Skipper is also Barbie's sister. Yeah. 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 That's what I just said. Let's just let's just his name was Skipper. Okay, doesn't matter. All right. Okay, so Skipper Clement was a business uh, man, aka a a. a. merchant in those times. And then he later became a captain and a vice admiral of the Navy of the King Christian II of Denmark. So he had some experience on how to lead like military operations, etc. And people just generally liked him. But he was a businessman. And as all businessmen do, he mutinied from his boss. And then he decided to form a peasant army to overthrow the rich. Got it. Now, Skipper and his army held war guard slot until Skipper was captured by enemy forces. He spent the rest of the war in jail, which was way I can't even it's not even jail. He was spent the rest of the war in a dungeon rotting away. Um, Skipper did? Yes. Until he was executed by breaking wheel. Now, do you know what execution by breaking wheel is? Oh, no. It's the one where they like tie your limbs to this wheel. Right. And then they like turn the levers and it just breaks your arms and your legs and stuff. Right. That is like a way more classy, sophisticated version than what I'm about to tell you. They did not utilize the wheel as it's supposed to be by like turning it or like using it on. You know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of Saw. Remember in Saw where the lady, it's like her head and her arms and her legs and they just twist them. How could you forget? And like it breaks everything. And then at the end, they ring her neck. Now, I have a question for you that has nothing to do with anything, but I've yeah, thought yeah. about this before. Alyssa has said horror is her favorite genre. What about Saw? Saw is not horror to me. What Saw is Saw? Is, ju- is gore. I feel like uh, gore to me is a completely separate genre. It's only out there to shock you and yeah. make you feel like grossed out on the verge of almost vomiting. Yeah. Horror to me is like is is more it's less in your face. Right. It's less like, hey, here's somebody getting their guts ripped out of their anus and more. Here's a ghost that may steal your soul and you'll never be able to escape this jewelry box. There's more of a narrative behind it to scare you. Yeah. Where gore is like, I'm going to show you some fucked up shit. Yeah. It's like it's like showing you gore for the sake of gore. Yeah. I feel like that's what Saw is. And that's not to say that Saw is a bad movie. I think the first Saw is a very creative Mm storyline. I think (laughs) I think the subsequent films yeah i think most would agree were just just to show you someone getting stung by bees oh or my god i quit saw when they had the guy that was like he his arm he was on a four-poster bed and his arms were tied this way and his legs were tied this way 
or yeah, and he had to press a button that was going to gouge his eyes out. Or if he didn't, then the the bedpost was going to like split him yes. apart, take his arms and his legs uh. off. And he like finally gets the courage to press the button and it gouges one of his eyes out and then he can't he can't do the second one and then it like splits him open. I can't. And I was like, "You know what? I don't need I don't need this energy. I don't energy. need to put myself through this. That's how I feel about gore is I'm like, why? I don't need that image in my mind. Like, I don't watch. I know some people are like sociopaths and they'll watch videos online yeah. of like people dying. Like r slash no. watch people die before no. it got shut down. I have never been someone that can ever watch anything like that. And so then seeing like an imaginary version of that, yeah. it's it's same level for me. Yeah, I can't I, do it. I am like just now. I will. I started watching Game of Thrones again and I've tried to watch it three times. This oh, is yeah, my I third time. I've gotten to the middle of the first season, but it's like. Just fucking like they're killing dogs. They're killing yeah, horses. I can't. They're like crippling kids. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. But then also you're like, but there's dragons and there's yeah. hot sex scenes and yeah. people in medieval clothing. And right. This bitch. It's a trade off. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but point being, we don't like gore. And now you're going to hear about it. OK. So here's a picture of the breaking wheel. Oh, God. Pret- uh, you know what? There's the breaking wheel. Here's the apparatus. Um there so it's literally a wheel off of a cabin yeah. or not a cabin what's that called that has a wheel on it a carriage, a carriage? Yeah. <laughs> yeah a cart a cart yeah it's yeah. literally a cart wheel and then they have these sort of like lifted um i don't even know what you would call those they're I like even little blocks at. that come out of the ground and what they do is you have a person who lays across mm-hmm. this sort of like like blocks as you're seeing on the screen right now and then they take that they take that wheel and they break it they just drop it on your shins to break your shins and they start moving up your body so from shin bone they break and then they break your knees and then they break your thighs and then they break your pelvis and then they drop it on your chest until eventually they drop it on your head break your neck and then the second part of this ritual is once you are um, literally broken they braid your body into the spokes of this wheel what they braid your fucking body and if it doesn't fit they break it to braid it right why why because the third part of this is that they hoist the wheel with your broken body on it up onto a spire for everyone to see and spin it around what and that's if they're nice if they're not nice they decide to put a fire underneath you and they either have you roast above the fire or they just take the whole wheel and they chuck it into the fire with your body on it now Here's the part that's really fucked up. Uh, the whole thing is <laughs> is already so fucked up. Here's the part that really, really is fucked up. Okay. It is thought that if you didn't die during this, if you somehow miraculously survived being braided alive through this wheel and then burned like some sort of rotisserie chicken, uh-huh. that actually it was God saying, no, 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 this was not right. And this person deserves to live. And then everyone treats you like you're the sacred object because God has decided to save you. So there's people, there's cases of people being unbraided and then what? they're like, nursed their injuries for as and they're not going to live obviously much longer and then they're kept alive as long as they could be and there's a case of someone living for like four days after this and there's another case for someone surviving like a little over a week and i'm it's just not good but that's the point is is that this they did this to skipper they did this to (laughs) a man named skipper skipper how could you? He's literally a dolphin. Skipper, <laughs> Skipper, you aquatic 
prince. How could they do this to you? I know. It seems so aggressive for a guy named Skipper. Yeah. I like want to cry for him. Like It's that, Gilligan's best friend. That really, you guys, like that really fucking happened to someone. Literally. I can't. And I it can't. happened to people often. No. And so now back to War Guard slot. Okay. okay. So Skipper was staying in War Guard slot when he had to stay in the dungeon during the whole Civil War. And then he was braided. Like, it's got some bad energy. Also, before that, let us, lest us not forget that a woman was stolen there yes. and lived there with that other guy. She so, may have wanted to be stolen. She may not have. It's unknown. We don't know. Now, after Skipping, now after Skip, Skipper, after Sk- Skipper. Uh, yep. Was broken on the wheel. Okay. The crown confiscated the castle in 1536. And then in 1578, King Frederick II ceded the property to this woman named Karen Krabby in exchange, or no, to a man named Karen Krabby in exchange for Nygaard, an estate which was located... Somewhere else in Denmark. It doesn't fucking matter. I'm not going to try to keep saying this shit. It just like a bunch of people like stealing homes from other people. Yes. But then the most infamous resident of Wargard Slot comes to get it. Okay. So Karen has this daughter and her name is Ingeborg Skeel. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of her? Ingeborg Skeel. Ingeborg Skeel. Have you heard of her? No. No. So she takes over the property from her mother with her husband. And then afterwards, in 1586, her husband dies. Now, she's a widow. Normally, after women are a widow, they take a new husband because in this time, it's not thought that like women should run the house or the business or whatever. Right, because then you're a witch and then you get burned at the stake. Exactly. Got it. But what did Ingborg Seal do? She was like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I'm a bad bitch. Yeah. I'm wealthy. I... My parents stole this house for me. Yeah. I'm just going to continue to live here. Hot circle skirt summer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Her. So after that happens, she just starts running the castle solo. And she was constantly building her empire, constantly improving the castle. She was adding on entirely new things. She was always building. She was amassing more property. And people in the community started to take notice of this, right? So because she was personally managing her estate and it was growing and she was becoming more and more wealthy, the citizens started to complain. And they said that she was guilty of unauthorized trade in the town's market rights, which is called lampering, and that she kept a tent at the markets selling German beer and other items. Now, do you know what lampering is? No. Me neither. I was hoping you would know what it was. <laughs> Wait, can you re-say that? She was accused of... Are you saying Un- she... Unauthorized trade in the town's market rights. Okay, I know what quote, this is. Quote, so-called lampering. Okay, this is when there's like... Have you ever seen those news stories where a kid is selling lemonade on the side of a sidewalk and then someone calls the police because they're like, technically, you need a business license to do that. Oh. That's what happened to her. Right. OK, so she was and she was selling German beer and stuff and people were like, right. she doesn't have a license to do this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, how do you think she got so rich? You have to cut the corners to get area. rich in yeah. life. Obviously. Any, people who play by the rules. This is why we don't <laughs> get rich, because we play by the rules. Yeah. 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 We're pl- like paranormal podcast rule players. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I always say about us yeah. when people ask. If you're listening to this and you're the IRS, remember that. that. 
Well, it's true. I paid taxes on last year on like the two hundred dollars. I know. We made. I know. <laughs> literally, guys. Literally two hundred dollars. <laughs> I was like, I do not want this to somehow turn into I, something. I want to publish our our expense sheet so that people can no, see. It's not worth it. It's nobody's problem but our own. Right. But yeah. I feel like people would would ju- it's haunted. It is haunted. I feel like it's haunted. Yeah. Okay. Um, so despite records indicating that Ingeborg Steele donated to charities in the area and literally built a hospital, um, she was rumored to be absolutely batshit insane evil. Hell yeah. Oh, oh, I thought you were going to stop at insane. And I was like, hell yeah. Okay, no, batshit insane evil. Yeah. I should have waited for the, the full sentence. Uh, two, two combos yeah. that does not no. go. Like, you can be evil on your own, but, like, not batshit insane. Like, I don't know. You just, like, do weird evil shit on your own. That's better than being evil and crazy. That's like, true, because you're like, how, how do you... You can't even predict what evil shit they're going to do next. Yeah, they're going to, no like, drive their car into a farmer's market or Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, like, put themselves through the spokes of that wheel yeah, and then like, stay alive forever what? afterwards. <laughs> oh rolling down the street just doing evil shit. <laughs> They're on the wheel rolling. Yeah, she's rolling her way through the market selling Making beer. her way down south. Rolling, rolling past faces past when she's the wheel, wheel girl. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um so rumors began to go around that she was a witch who conspired oh, with yeah. demons and the devil okay. as they do. And some say she was a murderer who tortured and killed anyone who challenged her authority. Hmm. Some say she was the devil's incarnate herself. And it is said that after finishing a portion of the building, she drowned the architect in the most in the moat surrounding the castle so that he could never, ever make another castle as beautiful again. This reminds me of like the ancient Egyptians when they would build these like secret tunnels and trap doors and stuff Mm -hmm. and then like bury the architects inside the pyramid so nobody would ever know how to like get to the king's room or the treasure or whatever. Well, but the thing is, is like she killed this guy so that he could never make a castle that's uh, as beautiful ever again. And I just want to say that I this... This I've seen some really sick castles, and this well, one not so much. If she's Look, bad shit insane, yeah, it's not that. This cool. is Vorgard's That's not slut. Worth, m- like murdering a man over. Now, I'm sorry. Just to give you some, um, to I- I've included another castle, Neuschwanstein Castle, which we've literally seen in yes, Bavaria in before. Below it, so you can compare and contrast. Yeah, way cool. Most beautiful castle in the world. Nah, I don't know. I'm calling uh, bullshit. Here's another photo just so you can see. Not here, that cool. Here, here, here. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like maybe the Bavarian it was... castle's better. Uh, oh, totally. Yeah. It seems like maybe you drowned the wrong guy. Maybe yeah. he was the not the real architect. Um, so and additionally, Ingeborg was said to have tortured the villagers. People thought that she took um people from the village, she caught them like stealing from the farm, and rather than like just persecuting them, she would cut their hands off. What? Yeah. Right? Yeah. No. And um, so people say like, oh, she wasn't that bad. But like I said, we don't have that many records. But literally included in the castle is one of the most infamous dungeons in the entire world. And it's called Rose Danton. And it's situated on the oldest part of the castle, deep in the belly. And the size of the dungeon is so small that an adult man can neither stand up straight or lie stretched out. What? Also, oh, there's it's so oh, it's small. no. So you're just in a constant state of crouching. Yeah. Yeah, and well, I think too claustrophobia because there's no light or air holes. 
But grow this adding more fuel to the fire that she's just an evil fucking bitch. Two floors above, there's a hole in the wall that goes down. It's like a porthole over the uh, dungeon so you can hear what's happening down there. So she would just sit there and listen to people like have panic attacks and be in pain. Who's to say? But like, why else would you have that in your house? Yeah, that's 100%. Unless you're going to like throw down your chamber pot through that hole. Yeah. To add to you the wouldn't, torture. You wouldn't though. Or I mean, maybe that's how they gave him food and stuff. But still, that's like super fucked. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I could not. Um, also, how haunted is it to have a dungeon in your home? You know what I mean? Like you're yeah. you're like sleeping in this castle and then two floors below you. There's a dude that you're torturing. That's what I don't understand about murderers. Look, I don't I don't understand a lot about a lot of things in this world, but I'm just like, how could you have like Here's someone chained up in your dungeon and just go to sleep at night? You want to describe what that's Ingeborg? Like? Yeah. That looks like a cabbage patch head. Yeah. On a ghost's body. She look she looks healthy. And that's how we know she might have been evil because all the people from this time I feel like looked, you know, not so healthy. Right. And she's got like rosy cheeks. Yeah, I mean, she has like that's true. She has she you know what she looks like? She's never had any stress in her life. Yeah. That's the thing I think of. Like if you have a lot of wrinkles, guess what? You've right. had a stressful life. This she, her skin is as smooth mm -hmm. as a cabbage patch doll. Yeah. Exactly. And so some people will say, oh, well, she wasn't a witch. She wasn't evil. People of the time just didn't understand like an independent woman. Um, and then some other people are like, well, you can't be independent without being a witch. So, well, also, it, you can be an independent woman without torturing a man in your dungeon. You can also be a witch without torturing men. In yeah, your absolutely. So I feel like yeah. she she was absolutely evil. Good for her for breaking the glass ceiling of like women can be pieces of shit, too, <laughs> I guess. Like congratulations! Is Ingeborg. there a glass ceiling above how shitty a woman can be? I don't. I don't know. I'm saying if there is, she broke, she broke it. it. She yeah. broke right through it. She smashed it. So Ingeborg is charged with continual cruelty, all-consuming greed, and thoroughly haunting the grounds of Warguard wow. Castle. Wow, she was charged with that just by people. Like, oh, I'm going to oh. charge you with being a good friend. Oh, I thought. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. I was thinking in a court of law, they were like, "You're too greedy." Oh, like Can we're they charging you. I don't know. That's why I was asking. I was like, if she's being like, charged, you're just really annoying to everyone. Yeah, around I'm charging you. you we with sentence being, you. You look like a cabbage patch. Yeah. In a ghost outfit. Yeah. Yeah. So her, she died in 1604 and she's said to still haunt the castle so extensively that at one point they had to call a priest to a nearby swamp to exercise her. So she was her body was in the castle. Mm -hmm. She died at Wargard. Okay. And then the priest goes to the bog. So Wargard is like used to be a farm and it's like like hundreds and hundreds of acres. It's okay. huge. So the castle is like has the moat around it or whatever. But then Wargard included at this time, like the whole kind of county. area. Okay. So probably the priest like didn't have permission to go into the castle and exercise the castle. So he went to the bog. We, that's the thing is like we have to fill in a lot of these breaks be, uh, a lot of these what are gaps. they called gaps yeah. yeah because there's not really good records kept honestly I would not keep records of this woman either I would be like this was a mistake right 
We are simply not going to talk about her. So she haunts the castle. And it's said that she blows out candles. People hear footsteps all the time. She likes a certain part of the castle to be open. So if you close the doors to that, she'll like blow them back open. Because she was like very anal about keeping the house. I mean, she managed the whole house by herself. So like if you put things out of place or whatever, she like has something to say about it. Um, and so, yeah, she doesn't like when the door to the corridor, the corridor on the upper floor of the east wing is closed. I mean, it sounds like a lot of haunted things happened in the vicinity of this place mm-hmm. and inside this place. Exactly. Also, continuing on with the rumors of things that she did, like reasons that she might haunt this castle. There's a rumor that she whipped her first child to death. What? And that she pushed the mayor of Warguard into the moat, as well as the architect, and he drowned. Um, furthermore, it's rumored that she abused several of her maids and that she chopped off their hands if they were misbehaving once she chopped off the hands of someone who was stealing firewood. Yeah, it seems like disproportionate, although right. I do have some relatives that live in a different country and are from that country. And they told me that if you're, like, chewing gum in their country, you, like, can have, like, yeah, your hand. Like, if you are chewing gum and you, like, spit it out on the ground, like, oh. you litter, yeah. you can have, like, your fingers chopped off. Do people off. litter there? No. It's so... Let's fucking no. do it out here, then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what what country is that? Uh, you can bleep this out because I don't, I don't want to, like, offend anybody right. if this is only happening in a certain part of the city. But yeah. it's... Oh, okay. Should yeah. I bleep that out? I would bleep it out just because I don't want someone to be like, well, I live in this city and that doesn't happen there. But they, my family lives and that's what they said. Wow. I don't know. Google it, I guess. I'm thinking about this really hard right now. I know that like the president of whatever title he has, he like will execute. I'm pretty sure he executes gay people. So I think a lot of the stuff there that I mean, serious? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, unless I'm perpetuating a rumor. That president is super in the closet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, it's normally what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone who's like being gay is really, really fucking bad. And everyone's like, why are you talking about this? Like, no why do you cares. even care? Yeah. yeah. Like we weren't even We've talking about past that. It. Yeah, yeah. No one literally no one was talking about right. that. No one asked. But yeah. Why? That's like that's like you walk into a party and you're like, there's no man tied up in my basement. <laughs> yeah. It's like, OK, well, now I'm calling. Now 911. I think there's a man tied I, up in your basement. Nobody was ever accusing you of right. that. But now. Methinks thou dost protest too, too much. much. Yes. yes. Um, also, in the northeastern tower of the room of uh, wait, in the northeastern tower room of the castle, this is my favorite one. There is a blood stain that won't come out. Whoa! So it's thought that she killed someone who was misbehaving on the spot there, and people say, oh, maybe it was like a maid or something like that. Doesn't matter. Literally, there's a huge blood stain on the floor. Jeez. And for a while it was covered up, but then in 1997, when they were like re-sanding the floor, they took the varnish off, and the the you can see the blood there. And Jeez. every once in a while, people try to sand it away, and it just reappears. Yeah, that's haunted as fuck, right? They, yeah, you, like literally. Do you have a picture of this? So I wrote here. I couldn't find a picture, but I will keep searching. So maybe by the time I put this up, we'll have had a picture. Yeah. If um you have a picture of it, let me know. I like literally went to the all the websites. They all talk about it, but they don't have a picture. I went to the TripAdvisor. I like went to the Danish version of TripAdvisor. Looked for photos. Couldn't find them. 
Um, but I want to see it. Yeah, I also like Googled all this stuff. Um, I and, and like looked up videos on YouTube, and, and there's not a whole lot of stuff in English about this castle or in Danish, which just really makes me think that the Danes don't like records. Yeah, they don't want a record of this haunted yeah. evil place. They're like, you know what? I told you there was a stain on the floor. That's that's, good that's all the sources why, you need. Why do I need to take a picture? Yeah, yeah. And um, you know what? Maybe the Danes are just really fucking honest. So it's not like in the U.S. where you're like. What are you telling me? I'm going to Google that. Like, yeah. I'm going to see if that's like really something that happened. And in Denmark, they're just like, oh, there's a giant blood stain. Mm -hmm. All right. You know what? It's funny. So I have family that lives in Denmark, in Copenhagen and in Silkeborg. And I've been to Denmark like a few times in my life. And they are the nicest people in the entire world. They're like so peaceful. They care so much about the environment. They just ride their bike to the like corner market to get one right. loaf of bread, <laughs> bring it back to their family. And then they like eat that bread that night with jam on it. Like they they don't live in excess at all. They, they're just like very humble, very noble people. Like, and then they're taking me, they were taking like trying to entertain our family when we're there. And they're like, come see the bog man in Silkeborg. Like, we're really proud of this. And we're all just like, oh, cool. Looking at the bog man. And like, come, I've been to Warguard Castle. And they're like, come to Warguard Castle. And did you see this blood stain? I, I don't remember any of it because I was like 11 years old. <sighs> yeah. And like, and like thinking about like boys and stuff that doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't even yeah. like cross your mind when you're that young. Like, oh, I am in another country. This is cool as shit. Also, I remember them telling me about the castle and saying that like the woman was very bad and that it was haunted. But like they, there's nothing in it, at the time that I went. This would have been in the early 2000s. There's like nothing there that was like in English. It was it's not like a touristy place. Like they're right. not like a super consumer touristy kind of culture. Like if we had a castle like this in America, there would be a TV show about it. There would be people giving star tours outside of it. Yeah. There would be plaques in every single language. There would be places to donate to it. You can join the fucking, you know, the, like the club, the club. That yeah, has exactly. a murder mystery here every Halloween. Right. Yeah. It, it's not like organized. Like you show up to the place. In fact, they even let people spend the night there sometimes. And and they like everything that I read about it was like, if you're into the paranormal, you can ask to spend the night and sometimes they grant it. So like I literally think if we just email this person that runs this and, and we're just like, hey, can we spend the night in the castle? They'll be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I would love that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll oh, have please. some jam and bread for you. I yes. don't know what a Danish accent is. Do you have a place is. to stay? Stay with my family. Like, they're yeah. so fucking nice. And it's weird because it's so juxtaposed to, like, the past of the Vikings. I don't know. I think the Danes are just, like, they're really They're making chill. up for it. Yeah. I kind of feel that way about the Germans right. sometimes. <laughs> when we went there, I was like, well, some people were rude. But I think that's just European <laughs> versus American is, like, we're rude about some things that Europeans are nice about and then Europeans are nice, you know, vice versa. I think that we were very rude. I, I don't know about you, but the whole time we were in Germany this last time, I was drunk and we stole things from Oktoberfest. That was you. Do not put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> you stole a mug. No, I, I did too. Oh, well, then who else did? There was people in our... It was you, Natalia. You stuck it up your skirt. Maybe Audrey. I don't know. Oh, there yeah. was a bunch of people that stole them because we got away with like four of them. And I guess it's like... Steins. Yeah, Steins. I guess it's like a tradition that people do or... I don't know. Other people were doing it. But the point is, is that I think now as an adult, that's very rude. I was well, an we adult at, at the time, Oktoberfest. too. Fest. It's not like we were. It's not like somebody took a stein know, from a like, mom and pop shop. Yeah. People were like literally breaking their steins at Oktoberfest. Yeah. Because they was, were so drunk. It was bad. Like people jumping on tables and. Uh, that was not. Well, 
We had to stand on tables, but I feel like everyone was standing on the table. That yeah, was that's just what I mean. And it. so people were like kicking steins off by accident right. or like smashing them. Yeah, it was yeah. it was really wild. I it would be fun. interested to know if someone who actually lives in the part of um, well, actually lives in Germany and goes to Oktoberfest, the one that was in Munich that we went to, mm-hmm. if like the locals are just like those are garbage tourists. Like, well, remember we met someone in Germany who was German and said like, oh, none of us go to Oktoberfest. Right, like. That's a tourist thing. Yeah. You're never going to see Germans there. It's all like Australians. Yeah. Uh, who else did we see? It was like there were people from Australia, people from Brazil, uh-huh. uh, tons of Americans. One of our friends like randomly ran into some guy she went to college with. Mm. And we were like, oh, yeah, wow, this yeah. is like a big meet and greet. Yeah. Of, I mean, how random that like you're from some small town in California and then you show up in Germany in Munich and you're like I went to college with you right yeah I feel like it's not that random it's like a big frat frat party and you're like oh I met this person who was also in a frat in America we also went to Copenhagen on that trip yeah yeah and it was beautiful it's beautiful public transportation also everyone's objectively attractive Mm -hmm. it's just a beautiful culture beautiful people but my point is that we can stay at this castle if we were to go all right let's do it and um yeah uh, I also wanted to tell you one more haunting about this place. Okay. Do you know what this is? A boar. How fucked up is that looking? Yeah, up? it's fucked That's up. That's haunted, right? It's a boar with, uh, are those tusks? Why? What are those things on the Six side of its face? Or some type of growth? You know what? I, yeah, I don't know. The point is, is that it's it's a scary looking thing. Yeah, it's not and normal. I love all animals. So I'm, you know, trying to be respectful of this boar's situation. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. didn't ask to evolutionize as that. Yeah. I, I, You know, he's looking real prehistoric. Let's put yeah, it that way. The good for him. I don't know if Do he's it. a bad guy or not, but his um, the the his image inspires fear in me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to like hurt, harm him in any way. Yeah. No. 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 Oh my yeah, God. No. No. I wouldn't. I also wouldn't want to be friend in any way. Yeah. I'm sure he's very nice. I would keep my distance and be respectful. But also, they like gore people. I, I don't want to add to bore slander. Right. But there was a bore slandered, who now resides in this castle, oh. and they say. That if you remove the boar skin from the castle, the entire castle will crumble and fall apart. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, wait. There was a boar lived yeah. on the grounds of, of horse slut land. I'm going to tell you how this boar got there. Okay. But I put the picture before the story, got which it. doesn't to, make sense. Okay. No, it's fine. To just get you excited. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Get the people so, going. So at the castle during the 18th century, there was a live wild boar, which was, quote, brought down to the border between Wargard and Hunsland. Now, okay. I don't know if that means it was alive, if it wasn't, but that is what the records show. At this time, as it did in in olden times, for some reason, a fight broke out. Yeah. I don't know if it was excitement because the boar was there. (laughs) Is it that great to have a boar at this time? I don't know. Somebody was drunk and they were like, oh, fuck, there's a boar. And then someone else was like, shut up. My baby's trying to sleep. And then they just went at it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But point is, a fight broke out. And uh, basically, they fought over who got to keep the boar. And who do you think won? The richest person. Warguard Castle got to keep the boar skin. Now, here's the weird part is it says they fought over the spoils 
And that war guard got to keep the skin. Now, I don't know if people just took a live boar and they were like, I need that right now. And just like gutted it there. And like some people got the livers and some people got the hooves and some people got the the whatever. Yeah, I don't know what it was. But that big boar skin is in war guard castle behind a glass. And they say that if you move it, the whole castle will come crumbling down. Well, let's go stay there and steal the boar skin. No. And see, see that's what, what I'm happens. talking about. Being rude abroad. Well, that clearly is rude. It was a joke. I'm not actually. What am I going to do? Put a boar skin in my carry on and go through TSA. <laughs> and then they're like taking apart my bag to make sure I'm not like smuggling cocaine in my butthole. Yeah. And they're like, oh, what's this casual boar skin that you have in your bag? I would be arrested uh, immediately. Well, yeah, I don't know. But like that doesn't sound impossible. Like that just sounds like what would happen. You would take the skin, yeah. put it in your bag, be stopped by the Danish TSA. Yeah, and they'd be like, congratulations, you now get the wheel. Right. Yeah. Oh, no. It's not worth it. Now, um, again, in 1642, a bunch of peasants voluntarily decide to follow this guy named Colonel Von Vonson, which sounds super fake to me, but that's that's his name. <gasps> He's not real. And they decide to conquer Vorgard again, despite knowing its super haunted history yeah. of the last peasant who conquered it, literally getting broken by the wheel and being in the dungeon and they're just like we're peasants we're gonna do it again I don't know why Um, and then there's a bunch of random wars and feuds and scuffles and and just death and decay and general destruction for many years and the castle changed many hands and um, again lost to the annals of history we don't know yeah and until this guy named Peter Bronham Scavenus takes over Warguard in 1872, and then he embarks on this really extensive renovation project. Um, he buys back some of the land that was sold in the area, and he kind of like pieces back together this original estate the way that it was oh. um, during Ingborg Steele's time, Steele's time there. And by his death in 1914, Warguard is once again one of the largest estates in Denmark, and mm-hmm. it has 4,800 acres of land. Now, today, the castle is is just as notable for its art collection and its interior design and decor as it is for like its ghosts and its history. I'm going to show you a video of what Warguard looks inside because it's got the super rare French art collection. So here's a video. All right, guys, I am looking at a YouTube video that is showing me photos and like drone footage of the castle. Can you describe what it's like inside? I mean, it looks like a fucking castle. It like looks like a medieval. It's brick. It's got reenactors. It's got a big barn. Okay, it's so got... that's what I wanted to talk about. It's It's got, here's, this whole entire episode is leading up to the fact that once a year in July, they do a medieval festival here at Warguard Castle. Wow, like a Ren Fair. Like a Ren Fair, but it's in Denmark. And that's why I remember it is because we went there, not when they were having the festival when I was a child, but I could like see all the stuff. And then my uncle was like, oh, yeah, like in the summer, that's where we have the festival. And it like permeated into my brain. And I was like, that's the tent where they have the <laughs> festival. And I like never forgot it. So even though you were 11, you remember... Yes. That tent 
Yeah. That's kind of haunted in, in and of itself. Yeah. I mean, I, d- I guess when I was 11, I like didn't I didn't like care that much about like a haunted blood stain or whatever. I yeah. remember them telling me like there's a stain on the floor that's supposedly blood. But my uncle said the story to my mom in Punjabi and I don't speak Punjabi. And so whenever they're talking to each other, you kind of have to like, what did he say? And then like the translation is just like we're over the story. So they like, yeah, yeah. they like, don't, like they're talking for 15 minutes and I ask what happened. And then they're like, oh, there's a stain on the floor. It's blood. Someone might have been killed there yeah something. so all you miss all the good details yeah of like, exactly and then the evil woman cut off the hand of the maid or right. whatever. yeah and he, it's my fault because i don't speak punjabi or danish so like my uncle is you know he whatever he's doing the best he can yeah yeah <laughs> um and so yeah the inside this castle are tons of art treasures they have everything from napoleon's dinner service i f- thought you were gonna say napoleon's dick because <laughs> you were like did dinner service <laughs> who knows uh, they could who's to say who's to say yeah and they also have valuable Ming vases it's Denmark's largest private art collection but it's not a museum it's literally just left over from Count Oberbeckhausen Count Oberbeckhausen who created this collection of furniture and antiques and paintings he was just in like, the 1800s in the 1800s okay. he has stuff from Louis the 14th and Louis the no, uh, more numbers yeah more numbers yeah. <laughs> Marie Antoinette um, and he also has works of art by uh, Rubens and Raphael and Goya and El Greco and now those oh, come cool. after um, obviously Marie Antoinette and them but he uh, the people he who acquired. came after acquired them okay so what do you think of that? <laughs> well, I still can't stop thinking about the death by wheel. Well, my point is, is that so much haunted stuff is in this castle. And as you know, the Napoleonic Wars were like, that's more hauntings. You know, yeah, that's just like all all of the stuff that they've acquired to this castle. This castle just has a huge history, not only in its um like art that's in there of destruction and war and pain. And then also it's literally was a dungeon where they like fucking dropped wheels on people and <sighs> broke them and braided them into wheels. What the fuck? Also, just the idea of someone having the misfortune of surviving that mm-hmm. torture for a couple of days. So then the people are like, oh, our bad. Yeah. They're like, God has decided oh, to spare you. Oops. I guess we shouldn't have braided you through a wheel because yeah. you're still alive. But the, that's like the experience was free. Right. <laughs> right. That just reminds me of like the Salem witch trials and witch trials in general where they'd be like, if you're a witch, then when we throw you in the lake, you won't drown. Right. And, and if so then you the person, do drown, then you're, a, you, then you're not a witch. Then we got it wrong. Right. And it's like, yeah, everyone fucking drowned. Right. You were wrong about everyone. And then if someone had like, again, the misfortune of surviving, mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, see, you were a witch. We were right all along. And it's like, no, just by the grace of God, I like yeah. was able to somehow survive this drowning. Yeah, I know. Olden times. It was so hard. It was so hard. And now it's so funny because we like literally make light of it. So I have pictures of the medieval festival. You want to describe some of these photos? They're awesome. Yeah, that is a dude dressed as a knight on a horse. It is a knight on a horse. Oh, I'm sorry. This is a real historical photo, color photo of a knight. <laughs> I just think they horse. would be offended if you if you were like, oh, so you play a knight? Like, wouldn't you just rather be like, you're a knight? I feel like it's it depends on how into the LARP you are. Right. If like I'm into them LARPing. <laughs> okay. If like if LARP is life, right. then you are a knight. Right. For all intents and purposes. Like yeah. that is your job. If you I go guess- home and you continue to be a knight. 
Yeah. I guess it's like <laughs> I guess it's the same as like the person who's Cinderella at Disney. Like, yeah. does she work as a princess or does she work as a character? Th- these are the questions Is she that a we princess? need answered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let us know in the comments below. But this photo is literally of a knight riding a horse through fire. Okay. Oh, is that fire? I thought he was holding a smoke bomb. <laughs> it's fire. <laughs> like who wouldn't either way? Who wouldn't want to go see that? I've... And then look at this. Okay, here we've got a bunch of people dressed as peasants. peasants. <laughs> they kind of look like elves. And they're holding each other in, I don't know, someone's doing a handstand. Uh, someone else is holding someone's legs. It's like acro yoga or yeah, something. Yeah, it's acro yoga. But who wouldn't want to see that? Wow. Who wouldn't want that on their snap? Yeah. And here's another photo of That's the man the exact same on a horse. Photo. But he's on a horse running through fire. Okay, now look at this. Yes. These are people that are like, their feet are in a tickling. So they used to have this thing in medieval times where they would like tickle you as torture. Oh, gross. And they put your feet in, in these tickled. like, um, these it's holes. stocks or whatever. Stocks, yeah. yes. And then someone would literally tickle your feet no. until you like just died. Uh, yeah, until you shit your pants and die. Why does tickling make you feel like you're going to shit your pants I and die? I hate being tickled with a passion. Like I will. Yeah. Some people, who, they're who like, oh, it? how cute. You're so ticklish. And they try yeah. to tickle you. And I'm like, I'm going to punch you in the dick. Yeah. It's not on purpose. It's an involuntary reaction. You know what's really sad? What? I can't get tickled anymore. I remember being younger and I would get tickled and, I, and it would like really be like intense but i maybe the people just aren't good at it but i like don't feel tickled like if you touch the bottom of my feet it's just like a stone like i don't feel oh anything. man that's a that's a gift maybe it's nerve damage from like having really tight snowboarding boots or something i don't know your guess is as good as mine i just heard foot i just started sweating because i heard like someone running so there, that the person's stairs. been like doing like some like what is it called when you're it, Never mind. You when can't you have to fucking like, run, run like, up the stadium, you know what I'm talking I don't about? Know, it's called something. But you can't run like that when we're in the ghetto. Like, I feel like something <laughs> bad is happening. So, like, fucking don't run like that. Right. What the fuck? Okay. Someone's doing laps. So, now this. What What is this? It's a picture of a man it's in a stocks man in covered stocks. in blood, and there's a medieval count. Are they tarring and feathering him? Yes. Well, but people, the, the, my point but is, people is, love it. Hey, that's some people's fetish. People. And <laughs> we're not going to kink shame. People do that now? Absolutely. You think there's got to be somebody who's like all about being tarred and feathered. It, there's got to be somebody that wants to be put in stocks. A lot of BDSM stuff okay, is but so being, similar to that. Being put in stocks, I feel like you could like leave and no one would be like, that guy gets put in stocks. If you get tarred and feathered, you're like have third degree burns all over your yeah, body. Yeah, but that's part of like the public humiliation kink is like, oh, no, I've been tarred and feathered and everyone knows Ooh, is that true? Yeah, that's true. Co- comment below if that's true. Comment below if you have a tarred and feathered kink. You literally would die. You could do it like two times tops. Well, it would not be literal hot boiling tar. How would they do it then? A a black ink oh. and feathers, or like a glue. Oh, okay. Yeah. If you know about this kink, Wax. Please, I'm very interested. I just need to know all about it. Please comment below. I know sometimes we have people who like correct us on things and tell us the real history or whatever it is. And I'm forever grateful for those people. Um, I'm very, very interested in people who like to get tarred and feathered. It's absolutely a kink. I feel like Google it right now. I, this is this is for science. Google tarred Tar and, and feather, feather kink. kink. 
There's somebody out there who loves this. There's got to be. If you go to the video section, I guarantee you there's a porn. I don't. Wait. This says. Oh, my God. This says there's a website called um, ether.io. And just on Google, it says punishment. Tar and feather means being doused with burning hot liquid, i.e. third degree burns all over your body. And then it says age 22, nine years ago. So I don't know if I click on this, is it going to show gonna, me a video It's going to show you a video and you don't want to see that. How can that just be on Google? But I, that's, I feel like, and I could be wrong, but I feel like the whole appeal of very specific kinks is the fantasy of it, right? So I doubt that someone's actually getting third degree burns with literal tar. It's probably just someone reenacting that, like I said, with like paint. You guys educate us in the comments, yeah. but I am very confident that somebody out there really loves that. I mean, I guess there's something for everyone. There really is. It's like you're not really hurting anyone. No, except, well, I, that's what I'm saying. I doubt there anyone would throw real oil on themselves. I hope not. I don't know. Like, they're used to, you remember the Pain Olympics? Like, when yeah, I was uh, at a very formative age, yeah, a child, I remember watching the that. internet used to be absolutely fucking wild. People yeah. would, like, chop their dicks off, and but then your, like, nine-year-old friends would send it to you. But that was fake. It was? Because it fucked me up for years. And then I looked into it later in life and it's a fake video. What about glass ass? Did you see that? Yeah, that one's real. Yeah. Yeah. That is where a man hovers over a mason jar. It goes all the way up his rectum and then it breaks in his rectum and there's like shards of glass coming out. Yeah. But the one where the guy chops his dick off, that was fake. There was also one where the people like shot a bear and then they had sex on it. What? It's called Shake That Bear. What? I'm telling you, the computer room and like <laughs> when you were like a, a youth. Yeah. A youth when there were, this was a time when you could still put a proxy on Facebook. Like, oh. you know what I mean? Like it was a, the Internet was in its infancy. The Internet was that stupid video of like Crazy Frog. And it was like ring, ding, 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 <laughs> ding, 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 ding. And you could also see people chop their dicks off, which may or may not be real. You guys tell again. Tell us in the comments below and educate us if that was a real video. I prefer to think it was fake because I read something that said it was fake. Really? Yeah. And that makes me feel so much better. Yeah. God. Because I remember someone showing that to me when I was in high school. Was I in high school or was I in college? I don't remember, but somebody showed it to me and I was very, very young. And I was like upset by it for life. Yeah. I was yeah. like, what? Why did you put me through this? I know it. what it's I once you see it, you can't unsee it. Actually, I may have been in middle. This is how like I don't understand how time works anymore. It may have actually been middle school. Now I feel like I was in eighth grade. Yeah. Or maybe my freshman year. I don't know. It, I, it was definitely like seventh, eighth grade. I was too young. And some and yeah. like the Internet, I like didn't have a home computer. I didn't have a laptop. And then I went over to someone's house and we were playing Scrabble. Mm. I'm pretty sure. And then they it's were like, metal. oh, you want to see this video that somebody sent me? And I was like, oh, the Internet. Right. I don't know how it works. There was also Kids in Sandbox and Lemon Party. Did you, do you know Lemon Party? I refused. <laughs> Lemon Party. I refused. Lemon Party was just a bunch of really, no, really centenarians no, almost. It was elderly no. men. Uh, I don't. <sighs> huddled over, spreading their butt no. holes apart for you to look inside. No. And you could no. see inside I refuse the butthole. to take part. Where normally in this I feel like just looking at a butthole, it's closed. The sphincters were fully open, uh -huh. um, which was just a miracle of science as well. <laughs> And uh, Kids in Sandbox was, I hope this one was fake. I don't know. Maybe there's people who are into this. But where a woman put a full-sized um, dildo into a man's urethra. 
Do you know those? <laughs> no, I need okay. to leave. No. Well, <laughs> my, this is like Saw. This is like well, a gore movie. So maybe hearing the, this description, maybe the broken wheel, like isn't like maybe we do fucked up shit like that now. Like yeah. we're saying how barbaric they used to be or whatever, but like. We grew also, up with that. Was there a man in the Middle Ages whose kink was that he really wanted to get broken and weaved through a wheel? So he's like, I'll pillage <laughs> this nobleman. Oh, he's like, oh, oh no, you're going to braid me through he a wheel? caught me taking the baguette. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One must hope for no wheel oh, to be broken please. upon me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, there's someone out there. I don't know. Look, we've talked in our cannibalism episode. We talked about people who that's their kink being the, eaten alive. The glass is always half full. If when execution your, is your kink. That's right. You know, I don't know. Totally agree. So we're going to talk about the theories. OK. Um, What was that stone tape theory you talked about? I think there's a haunted child ghost running up. That's what I've decided. I don't know, but whenever uh, I don't know if this is just because I'm American and uh, I'm afraid of things like this, but. Whenever I hear someone running at that speed, I just feel like something's bad is happening. Is happening, yeah. Like no the one Twin runs. Towers have fallen. Yeah, like someone... There's a mass shooting. Yeah. Yeah, and that is a very American thing. I really don't like that yeah. <laughs> at all. Um, well, we're pushing through it. Yeah. So, stone tape theory. Um, yeah. Basically, uh, but I sort of edited it because I don't think I understand stone tape Stone theory. tape is what we talked about in Le Loyon. I know, but yeah. I think I didn't... I think I like... This could not be stone tape theory, but I wrote stone tape theory okay, and then I wrote okay. what I think stone tape okay, theory is. Okay, you tell me. So it's like a stored memory. And then I wrote like Wikipedia says that memory, memory is the faculty of the brain by which data and other information is encoded, stored and retrieved when needed. So it could be that this castle, this land is like a brain of the area around it. And it's storing all these memories of things that have happened there, mm. especially since they were such significant events. And it's like literally baked into the castle because they say, oh, if you move this boar skin or whatever, the whole thing is going to fall apart. I don't know. So maybe the boar skin is the cerebellum. And if you remove it, Right. The brain atrophies and dies. Yeah, exactly. Wow. And the moat is the... Is the cerebrospinal fluid. Yes. And the trees. And the bridge is the spinal thing, your spine. Yeah, it's the brain stem. The brain yeah. stem. Yeah. 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 Wow. What? And the windows are... Oh, the medulla oblongata and the... <laughs> The hippocampus is the blood stain, and that's why it can never be removed. And your prefrontal lobes are the out. Yeah, your cortex. Just saying, just saying every part of the brain I can think of. Um, so that's my first uh, theory about it. The second Love is it. is a little bit uh, more interesting, I think. The collective conscious trauma. Okay. Are things haunted because of how much death and discretion, uh, destruction we've used to build our empires on? Would there be less hauntings if we all just lived in familial units and huts and ate berries and sang tales around mm. a fire and then went to sleep at 7 p.m.? Good point. Yeah, I don't know. But is it because everyone who is alive today, their ancestors, had to pillage or be pillaged or just trauma from yeah, just generational an, trauma? Yeah, like an eternity of... Of, you know, fighting each other. Yeah. I don't know. That's a great question. I never thought of that before. 
Right. So that's an idea. The third theory is um, I just wrote medieval days is just making fun of torture, but I still want to go. <laughs> I think I didn't finish this. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. OK. Here's what now I understand my train of thought. Is it haunted because they're doing medieval days there and oh. they're making fun of torture and all of the stuff that happened yeah. there? It's making a mockery of right. the pain and death that really happened. Yeah. Like people really got their feet tickled until they shit themselves and died. and died of dehydration yeah it's literally awful. and now it's someone's kink i know but we can't kink shame i'm sure there's people who finish just by getting tickled no yeah if they have a fetish okay. well that's fine good for you yeah no f- kink shame i here. just the thing is like you tickling, hate being tickled it gives me a pain response and not a good pain really it's like it makes it hurts so my reaction is just like i am going to punch whoever is tickling me right immediate and i can't even aim so it's just like literally if your dick happens to be the closest thing to me and you're trying to tickle me yeah goodbye yeah balls like yeah they're not going to be there much longer yeah i um think some people like pain too like some people get like strung up by um things yeah and that's great for them i just think I, I just I guess I'm just not one of those people. Some people talk about like an orgasmic birth, like they're giving birth and they also have an orgasm the moment that the baby was born. And that really set me up for failure because I feel like I was expecting something really good yeah. to feel when that I was giving birth like, and it was not. That sounds like incest. No. How? Because your baby's making you orgasm. Oh, my God. I, I know. Oh, no. What? No. Huh? What? Huh? No. <laughs> I don't know. Is it? It's a question. No, I don't think so. Well, then it begs the question is giving someone an orgasm incest, right? We don't know. Look, I'm not an expert. I was just saying what came yeah. to my head. Okay, I'm not sure. I could be wrong. I, I'm sweating thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, I've been sweating. Yeah. So any other theories you have to think? No, I'm going to tell you, I think it's stone tape. I am in love with the stone tape theory. You phrased it a little bit differently than how I phrased it in Le Leon. So Mm -hmm. I wonder if there's like two separate stone tapes or if I just misinterpreted stone tape. But I love the idea of like a place that's haunted. It makes sense. The stone tape theory makes sense to me if we think that places and objects can be haunted because essentially it's saying that the memory of some horrible traumatic event that happened is now ingrained like a tape mm-hmm. like a recording yeah on a record. that object or on that like that building and so yeah. it just plays over and over and over again they say the danes weren't good at taking records but what if all of their records are were stone, stone tapes? tapes boom yeah i don't know I believe that. What do you think about all of this information I've given you? It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of information. Um, What's your favorite thing I told you about? I just can't stop thinking about that wheel. wheel. I can't. It's like it's overtaken everything else in my mind. Bog people, cool as fuck. Love bog people. Yeah. How um, barbaric is it that that wheel, they literally just drop it on your body? No. Like, you you would think, like, if someone gave you a knife and they're like, execute someone, and then they're like, okay, I'm going to take the blunt edge of this knife and I'm going to break all their bones. It's just like... It doesn't... It's cruel for no reason. And so I was reading about it a lot because I kind of became very interested in this as one should. Um, And they were talking about like, oh, if the executioner had like mercy on you instead of starting from the bottom up... 
they would start from the top down. So they would like bash your oh, like that way, break your neck. Yeah. So you die or like crush your heart. So you die faster and then finish the whole ordeal. Right. It, it's like going through a wood chipper, right? You would always want to go head, head first. first. Yeah. Because then you don't know. You like the pain is over so quickly. Right. Oh. Oh. I see wood chippers a lot at work. Oh, like, no. And I just think about like movies and yeah, just terrible and... like Fargo and yeah. Oh, yeah. that. Oh, I don't like I am just very sensitive to violence and, and gore and all of that right now. Like I'm when I'm watching Game of Thrones, I'm like watching like this. So I like understand what's right. going on by the noises. It's like. <laughs> No. And I'm like, oh, that's what's happening. But I can't see it at the same right. time. It sounds like someone's just taking like the person who makes the sound for that was just taking celery and they're like Ugh. all the time. Yeah. No, you're probably right. What's your what's your favorite theory? <sighs> I really like the medieval days theory because yeah, like I'm you're very making light of it and in medieval things right now. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I've having the medieval bug, one might say. Well. I'm very interested in those types of I believe the coming the medieval bug is just called the black plague. So, yeah. You better watch your lymph nodes, right? Yeah. That's what the things that swallow that your buboes. Yeah. But the, yeah, your your lymph nodes. I think I don't know if buboes are like an actual medical thing. I think it's your lymph nodes. Yeah, that like swell up and, yeah. yeah, gross. Yeah. Like under your armpit and your throat gross um well not good for anyone natalia this was an excellent episode i really appreciated it i learned more about denmark than i would have ever dreamed to yeah. know yutland yutland yeah. is that how you say it mm -hmm. oh parts of it. shout out to our danish listeners i'm yes. sure we have a lot of danish listeners let us know what we got wrong mm. in the comments <laughs> and uh let us know what we got right yeah and i want to say yeah thank you to our danish li listeners i love your country it's like literally it was so clean when we went it's coming close to japan i don't know yeah, yeah it is so clean public transportation um, I was Tivoli. not scary like their amusement park that's there it's got a really cool history actually last thing i'll say positive haunting about denmark in denmark um during the world war ii they're like the nazis occupied the whole state and they turned this um they, they made this like nazi headquarters in in denmark and then after uh, World War II ended and they were the Nazis were pushed out, the Danes had that building sitting empty for a really long time. And then they turned it into a kindergarten. So it's literally now children go there to learn. And they like have my my like youngest cousin went to that school oh, to learn. So they've taken this thing that has all kinds of bad energy. And instead of being like, oh, you know what? We're going to try to hide this or part of our tear history it down. or tear it down. They're like, you know what? We're just going to turn this into something for children to like bless the newest generation coming in. Oh, very nice. And they have. Yeah, it's beautiful. And they have like all kinds of statues and stuff. in there. I bet you that shit's haunted, too. Oh, for, for fucking sure. Yeah. There's a nursery that's there. And I remember walking by it. There's just a bunch of fucking like children in cribs and like not normal cribs like or not normal not cribs but like strollers you know the stroller that has like a big bonnet on top of it and like yeah. old-timey wheels mm -hmm. that's what the strollers <laughs> in denmark that i saw looked like and they just looked like something that would come out of the conjuring yeah you know well yeah there you have it well would you like to do our sign off Ooh. um brb i gotta go sneak a boar skin past tsa Oh, it's oh. very disrespectful. Mm. <laughs> Bye. Bye.